We're so excited that we've almost made it to our first year of Christian Women in Business. Actually, we're that excited that we're going to have our very first birthday party. We couldn't have had a party without a little learning, so we've created our first birthday party to be a full day's workshop, and we'll be having our first annual conference. So you can learn and celebrate with us. Above all, we want to celebrate you because without you, we wouldn't exist. We invite you to join us on Saturday, the 17th of February, 2018 at Tweed Heads, New South Wales, Australia. Tickets are for sale on our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au and then click on our first birthday. We can't wait to see you there. Hey, and welcome to this episode of Christian Women in Business. It is so awesome to have you listening on the show today. I hope you're having a wonderful February. We certainly are, as we are counting down to our conference. Talking of conference, today I have on the show our speaker, which I'm so excited about. Welcome to the show, Kerry Phipps. Woo! (laughs) thank you SJ it's very exciting to be here I just love a conversation with you it's so awesome we've kind of been talking about this conference feels like forever now and now we're like two weeks off finally here we're finally going through run sheets and what are we going to go through and how's this going to work so it's super exciting and what's more super exciting is. is we get to hear from you today on this podcast show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay, what do I do? I, I love people and I love bringing out the best in people because people have done that to me when I thought I had nothing to give or have really struggled with confidence and having a go at things. And I think I've always been an encourager Uh, I've always taken home stray kittens and kids that you know nobody else would talk to and (laughs) (laughs) I come from a family of connectors so my dad would just bring home a random truckie that he found on the side of the road fixing his vehicle and um yeah I just I came across coaching after eight years of ministry and I ended up too sick to work Um, I'd taken a team of teenagers to Thailand um, for the second time and I picked up some horrendous virus that on top of you know near burnout turned into chronic burnout I was just trying to push my way through you know you have you have a week off sick and you know I was swollen like right up my whole neck was swollen like you know those puffer frogs Mm. or you know uh, those particular monkey that do that and uh, so you, you give yourself a week off and, you know, the swelling goes down a bit. And it's like, okay, back to church, ministry, everything. And um, really pushed myself through that year. But I was just not coping. And, um, yeah, I was pulled aside by uh, a friend from um, northern New South Wales who specialises in working with Christian leaders in burnout. And uh, he just nailed me and he said, you need to stop. So that was heartbreaking because I just thought I'll be in ministry forever. Yeah. And... So then I didn't actually have a job to go back to at the church and I'm like, God, where do I go from here? And anyway, I came across coaching and it really was just a word from heaven. Like I'm walking on the street going, God, where do I go from here? Anyway, 
pops into my mind and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's me. So I begin my coaching business with no clue about business, but I did all the coach training and just totally immersed myself in that and had no confidence but loved the coaching framework, trusted that. And it was one of my clients one day, she said, Kerry, what you do, your ministry, and she continued on about the impact of it, and I just thought, did she just say ministry? Like this is not part of her language. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't go to church. She's like this businesswoman that's not there, no faith life, um, you know, that she would speak of. And and she just, she chose that word carefully and I just went, well, I know where that word came from. Yeah. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I am in ministry in um, the business world, which kind of makes me laugh because I still don't feel very businessy and I've been in business for 14 years and people ask for advice on business and I'm like, I can ask you some questions. I can help you get some clarity. Uh, I'm not sure that you want to do business like I have because it's just been full of risks and um, <laughs> wild adventures and, uh, you know, God is faithful and I'm just learning all the time and God connects me with the most extraordinary people. Um, yeah, so I think he kind of goes, okay, she's going to need some help with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah not naturally business inclined just people in so yeah and you're so good at it too oh thank you well I just I love people I know the power of encouragement and um you know adventure and risk-taking and you know I grew up with some bizarre kind of fun activities that my dad would design that you might wonder if I actually grew up in a circus mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to pull out some photos I think before conference (laughs) that's cute that's cute so you got into doing your coaching but then something amazing happened out of doing that which has kind of led you out to where you are today Mm, yes so because I was unpacking the most extraordinary goals with clients and they were courageously doing new things I had so much to write about and I was always working with my own coach. Like I would work with a different coach every year and stretch myself. And so I think that's probably my second year of coaching. No, my third. It was my third coach. And and I chose her from our, you know, coaching global coaching community because she said, you know, her little bio on the site was like, you know, passionate about coaching and blah, blah, blah. And the purr of a cat. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love this girl. That's so I know, and it's like this is this was like you know maybe twelve years ago, and so it was kind of one of the first times I really saw someone's personality in their branding, and you know I wasn't planning to talk about this, but maybe this is useful for someone who's listening. Now we see more um, unique bios. Uh, I mean, here in Australia we have Carmen's Muesli, which I think has gone beyond Australia, and Qantas has it on their flights and. Um, so you can read on the back of the muesli packet about this girl working for a muesli company when she was a university student and they were going to close it. And so she mustered up $1,000 between her and her parents and bought this company and now she's this global business success. And we see that, you know, like health foods, there's like a little story of a mum, you know, struggling with what to feed her kids and so she designs this food at her kitchen table and, and now it's amazing. So. Yeah, that was my first coach. Uh, sorry, my third coach. And with her, I set this goal <laughs> to unleash the writer within. 
<laughs> because I knew she was in there, but I really struggled with my words and I wanted to write. I was so inspired to write and yet I just had so many blockages and I said to her, like, maybe one day I could actually write an article for a magazine. And then within a couple of weeks I had met someone who owned a magazine. She'd asked her editor to interview me. The editor interviewed me and then said, can you please coach me? And then the owner of the magazine said, can you please coach me too? And can you please write an article for us every month? Wow. For every edition. And it was a business magazine of all things. So here's me feeling clueless about business. But I had things to write because I was coaching people and so I would share their inspiring stories. So the first time I sent my article off, I then raced downtown to sit in front of the editor and go, okay, so I'm just here so you can tell me what I need to change or should I start again? Like how do I do this? You know, How do you write an article for a magazine? And she's like, Oh, no, it's perfect. I've already sent it to the designer. Ah. Like, hang on. Hang on. It shouldn't be like that easy, shouldn't it? Like, don't you want to tell me everything I've done wrong? And she said, no, it's great. She's like, just keep it up. She said, you know, 12 months and you've got a book. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and um, it probably was the next year. I think I did my first book. Wow. And so I've written a few books since then and sometimes I still have to remember that goal and summon the writer within because she does run away and hide <laughs> <laughs> and I've just spent some time away working on my well it's my fourth book of my own I've co-authored eight other books which is just an immense privilege and I have to say it's so much easier than doing your own <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah now I'm working on do talk to strangers travel edition wow so do talk to, yeah, so my last book, Do Talk to Strangers, How to Connect with Anyone Anywhere, has continued my connecting with anyone anywhere, literally, and I just really see the value of travelling, even if you can't get away like on an overseas trip or something, but if you can just travel to a different suburb, if you can go to little India in your city, if you can go to Chinatown and immerse yourself in another culture just sit and talk to people from other cultures and ask them questions about you know how did they grow up and you know what are their favorite foods and what do they like about this community where they are and um we can learn so much it just expands our world and it increases our compassion and empathy and i just think we need to get beyond our you know our traditional you know for, for, for most of us um well, I don't know. I actually, I don't know. People are listening from all over the world. But, you know, for a lot of us it might be, you know, typical Western thinking. And when we connect with other cultures, it, um, I think it's just so important that we, mm. that we listen to people from other cultures and try and understand where they're coming from. So there's another book coming. Yes. Yes, the travel edition, which is exciting. <laughs> So now, so you've done that and then you somehow managed to then find yourself speaking. Yes. And I, I did do some speaking over the years, you know, because I've been speaking uh, like, you know, in the church uh, with youth ministry and, and then as a coach I'm speaking sometimes to a client. They might say, can you come and speak to our whole team? And I'm like, okay, sure. So kind of a facilitated workshop and we're going to do, you know, some of that conference too to, really bring the best out of everyone in the room and I love that um 
but then with the Do Talk to Strangers book, that's where people ask me to share content and actually teach how to. How to do because, that. Yeah, and because I've been coaching for so long, which is really putting my opinions, agendas, experience aside, I have to be the expert in asking questions. I have to be the expert listener and um, mirror to your thinking, not the expert that says this is how you do this because there's a million experts. But you know, you might not know that you know, (laughs) but if I ask you the right (laughs) questions, you will unlock insights and the way that you are wired to do things. Yeah, just like you did with me. Yes, for your a speaking engagement a while ago. Um, yeah, you sat me down. I said, yeah, I said to you, I'm doing this conference coming up. Mm. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I kind of mm. have what I want to talk about, but I don't know how to get that out. Yeah. And then you just sat down with me and just asked me a heap of questions and we made a speech out of it. Until you got the clarity, yes, because it's in you. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a really important thing because we are surrounded by experts, they're telling you, you don't really know how to do this, you need to hire me. And yeah. we go, oh, yeah, I guess so because I don't know what to do here. Another person telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and some cultures are really conditioned to that even more, that you just do as you're told and so then you grow up and you go, uh, no one's telling me what to do. Somebody needs to tell me what to do. But um, if we're willing to step up and take responsibility for our decisions and, um, and, and allow someone to ask us all the questions to unlock the gold in us, then, uh, you know, it's an incredibly powerful thing and it's so much more creative and um, you're really doing what you're called to do. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. But um, with people saying, but how do you talk to strangers? You can't just tell us, you know, that it's great to talk to strangers and this is all your inspiring stories because all we do is go, oh, I wish I was like Kerry. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, why would you want to be like me? <laughs> <laughs> because I have all my, um, you know, moments of uncertainty and lacking confidence and, and you know, but, but people go, but we want to connect like you do. And I'm like, okay, well, we have to be okay with being awkward because you don't, you don't always connect amazingly in the first split second. You know, you might have to be okay with what if I speak to this person that I don't, speak to me back or they don't understand my accent or whatever um what if they don't even speak my language (laughs) (laughs) but if you can be okay with that awkwardness you can end up still having an amazing connection even if it's not even shared language but you just go oh I just feel like so enriched by that experience you know there was enough hand gestures to kind of you know get a sense of this person um yeah just building a connection of some sort or maybe just pointing you in the direction of someone who does speak your language um, yeah, so I did have to really dig deep and let people ask me lots of questions to develop the asking model, which you would have seen in the book, um, the framework that I use to step people through how to connect confidently with anyone. Because growing my business, as I said, I was a bit clueless in business, but I just connected with people and people from all over the world in a reasonably short space of time, not not so much hustle but connecting and being present with people and sharing my inspiring stories about my clients. <laughs> Somebody might say, oh, I'm just really busy with my, you know, business and being a mum and I don't know what to do and what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I work with busy mums to, you know, get clarity about their priorities and, you know, I'll just might share something like that and they're like, oh, my gosh, let's work together. <laughs> so 
That's cool. Well, thanks for sharing yeah. that story with us. What a story you have and the diversity and like just knowing you for, I don't know, is it nine months now? And even just seeing what's happened in the past. Just every months. year. Yeah. Is it just every year? Oh my goodness. It's gone so fast. Yeah. I saw our, I saw our Facebook anniversary. Oh, <laughs> a Facebook anniversary. Just recently while I was away. It's true. It's true friendship now. Yeah um that's funny god bless facebook (laughs) (laughs) and you just gathered such a vast knowledge and like you say you're constantly connecting with people from all different cultures in all different parts of the world now that you're traveling with your speaking and doing all that kind of stuff can you Mm. please enlighten us um with five tips that you've kind of picked up um along the way Sure. When I first, uh, when you first said that you would ask me about for five tips, I just thought, well, the asking model is six, but that's really about connecting confidently, which is a huge part of business. But just in terms of general five tips for business, I would say, first of all, courage. Like we just got to tap into that courage and just do things even if we're afraid. Even if we think maybe nobody will respond to my email or my facebook live video or what if i go to an event and nobody wants to speak to me well just go be the friendly face but just be courageous (laughs) and i think (laughs) sometimes the things that have us shaking in our boots are the things we really need to do so yeah be courageous um self-reflection and learning would be the second thing we've got to take time um to just review the day and go what did I what did I do well? What did I what did I get done? Some days you just go, oh, I don't feel like I've got anything done. And those days are probably the days to look at your sent items in your email because it's it kind of intangible when you you can't see that anything's done, but then you go and see, oh, I did connect with that person, that person, that person. Um, there's different ways and it depends on your business, but look at the progress that you're making and you know, compare yourself to yourself, not everybody else, which is, <laughs> it could be a tip in itself, but, you know, that's part of the self-reflection. You know, go, how am I braver now than I was last year? What did I do this week that I didn't have the courage to do when I first started or when I yeah. was a school kid? You know, so really we've got to look at how we've grown and give ourselves a, bit, a pat on the back for that, <laughs> you know. And what am I learning? I love that. Yeah, and what am I learning here? Because sometimes we just have an encounter and just go, wow, I'm glad that's over, or um, hmm, that was interesting. But if we go, what can I learn from this? <laughs> you know, I had this moment actually, uh, I should share this photo at the conference, but I had this moment overlooking Kuala Lumpur and I was standing on the top of this building and I just saw... All of the, um, there's all these high rises and they're kind of like brand new, but then there's heaps of the city that's just low, like, um, you know, just one, two stories. And I actually had a lot of insights after I stood there for a while because I, I just was looking at it and I'm, you know, a bit tired and it's just like, it's just another city. And I'm like, hmm. But I asked myself, or I asked God, what's the learning here? Yeah. And like, insight just started like rolling. <laughs> I'm like, Wow, and one of those things was about um, was about growth and capacity, mm. and yeah, and I'm, I'm going to stop there because I'm just going to go into the whole thing. But 
the word um, capacity came to mind. <laughs> and, you know, we, we could just stay small because it's easier and everyone says, but this is how it's always been. Like, can we just keep it comfortable? And some of those high-rises were, like, really standing alone. Like, they kind of look a bit ridiculous with yeah. all those short buildings around them. But we have a very rapidly changing world and we need to increase our capacity for others. And huh, now I've got goosebumps. Um, and it was just a really pivotal insight for me to see that and to be okay with being a high-rise sometimes when I'm surrounded by things that have always been the same. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we won't go too deep on that one because we've got another few tips. Um, so, <laughs> so people, I think people in business, uh, and I actually split this into two. So there's the, there's the team and staff and uh, my husband was on staff for a while, which is awesome until he really needed a break <laughs> from me and, um, and I needed a break from being the primary breadwinner to focus on creating Do Talk to Strangers because that really was quite an in-depth and two-year process. So he went and got another job and, you know, left our business for a while. Um, and so I've just hired uh, some Filipino staff for projects and sometimes I've hired, uh, I did have one PA for 20 hours a week and then I reduced it to 10 because I found I was just thinking more about what I needed her to do than what I needed to be doing. So now I just have, I just buy hours and then I just send the, the team projects, you know, could you please do this to my website or blah, blah, blah. Um, but we need to look at the team we're building and I've got some local people here too that I will hire for different projects and it's, um, you know, it's constant learning. How do I delegate? How do I work with? A team how do I build a staff because sometimes it's easier to just do things on our own but we're not going to be at our best if we are not tapping into the strengths of others that's good because I know I just lose energy when I'm doing all the admin detail <laughs> stuff put, put me in a, put me in a conversation whether it's like one-on-one -on -one like you know we are right now or you know and bear in mind the audience or if it's a Facebook live and even if you see my Facebook lives, there's one where I might just talk to the camera by myself and it's like, cool, thanks, Kerry. And then there's the ones where I'm with somebody and I say, hi, friends, just wanted to introduce you to this amazing person that I just met. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he makes the coolest people. So you'll probably see my energy is different in the ones with somebody because I just am so alive yeah. with people. So, yeah, just be really conscious of how you're connecting and how you're delegating and building relationships there. The other thing is about people who are like your people, your community. And, you know, I just wanted to acknowledge um, you, Sarah Jane, and um, the members of the Christian Women in Business. Uh, I've seen even just this morning, I saw this beautiful, well, it's kind of a, a bit of a heart-wrenching post because someone's going through a struggle and, you know, just saying, can you pray for me because I want to deal with this challenging situation well. And the responses from the women in the group just such wisdom and compassion and, you know, we get it. We, we all have challenging days and difficult people and when you can connect with other people and go, okay, I'm not doing so well here or just pray that I get through this well um, and to be able to step in for other people and say, hey, I've been there, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, just 
keep being your sweet self and, um, you know, stand up for yourself and all of those things, that wisdom that was shared, I just thought it was absolutely beautiful. So go you for creating this amazing community and, um, yeah, and all of the members, you are so beautiful the way you interact with each other. So, yeah, big thank you <laughs> too. Um, <laughs> finally, I just wanted to say something about feedback and, um, you know, feedback in my world is it's a learning tool and it's not some people think feedback is you did this wrong you got this wrong you missed out on this opportunity but feedback in my world is mostly what worked well what did you what did you do that surprised yourself um how did you grow uh you know a little of the self-reflection but capturing the thank yous that people send you sometimes a client might just say you know oh thanks for being so prompt and you go Ah, yes, being prompt helps the relationship. So, you know, we can take on learning from feedback. So, and also we can take encouragement because <laughs> I think we all need encouragement. So you might keep a file of the little thank you notes you get or get some screen captures and put them in a folder. When somebody sends you a message on Facebook that says, um, gosh, I really appreciated how how you responded or how you helped out with that project or Maybe it's little reviews that people leave on Facebook. Capture those things because some days you need to look at those and go, yeah. yep, I am making a difference yeah. here. Because otherwise we have a hard day and we can think of all the should reasons why we should just give up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's like we've got we've to give ourselves evidence that we are doing okay and that we're doing more than okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that what we do makes a difference yeah. in the world. That's right. So, yeah, keep it's not just warm fuzzies and it's not, it's not prideful to look back on those things. It's important. I just set up a folder in my Gmail that's got uh, customer love. Yeah. And whenever we have anything good, I just pop it in there. And yeah. then on such occasions you can go through and yeah. go, yeah, this is good. This is what I'm doing for God and whatever it is. Yeah. It's just good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So just to recap. Because, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go on. No, that's cool. I was just going to say, we, we do forget that we make a difference. Yeah, yeah. So to recap, we've got one, um, courage. So making sure that we're tapping into the courage um, and kind of broadening our horizons and that it's okay to kind of step out of your mm. normal. Um, number two is self-reflection mm. and learning. So um, look at the mm. progress that you're making. Don't compare to anyone else. Just compare to yourself. Look back. And just know that, you know, you are moving forward and ask yourself what you've learned. Number three, um, which is your yeah. people one. So um, all about team and staff. So making sure that you're building a team around you so you can delegate out um, and you can be the best at what you're good at. Um, number four is making sure you've got mm -hmm. a good community around you who gets you. That's a healthy community um, and kind of has the same values as what you do. Um, number five is feedback. So um, use it as a learning tool. So what went well, what didn't, and then capturing the thank yous and encouragements um, that people receive and saving them for a rainy day. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. So um, next, let's have a look at um, what your favorite Bible verse is or your Bible verse for this season and why. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've got so many favorites. <laughs> As many of us do. But, you know, something that's just come up for me again recently that I really 
haven't thought about for a while, um, but I was reading the first epistle of John in chapter 2 and it's verse 20 and it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. And it goes on to say, I've not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. And I see this in, in coaching. So with the example you shared earlier about when I supported you to develop your speech for a conference, you know what God's put in your heart to share, but you don't realise that you know it because it's buried under um, busyness, it's buried under, oh, my gosh, I'm actually speaking in a few weeks or a few days and, um, you know, stress starts to pile up on top of it. But the Holy Spirit is in us who knows all things and if we are still and we are open to that, we do have the answers and we don't need to rely on other people and experts. You know, like we, it's great to get support from experts and honestly, if there's someone who can do your website for you, uh, absolutely, <laughs> you know, get the expert. But not to tell you how you should be showing up in the world but yeah. to bring the best out of you. And I think it can be challenging to tap into that knowing all things by ourselves because we don't sit still long enough. But if somebody holds us there, like in a coaching conversation and says, what else, what else are you seeing? What's that quiet little nudge underneath the frantic dizziness or, or stress or anxiety about it? Um, yeah, and I think... And I see this also, you know, we have this anointing from the Holy One and know all things. When we connect with people and we are completely present with them, we know that we can say to them, you know, are you okay? Can I just share a, you know, <laughs> I was just thinking about, um, and maybe you just share an analogy or you say, you know, I was thinking about these buildings in Kuala Lumpur and it might be kind of random, but I just felt like I needed to share this. And they go, oh, my goodness, that's yeah. amazing. You know? <laughs> I needed to know that right now. Yeah, yeah. And I met this incredible man from the UK recently who was telling me about how he connects with people on planes and everything. And he said, you know, he seems very kind of traditional Christian and not someone who would just... Uh, naturally step into a prophetic kind of conversation but he'll just say to somebody like the flight attendant or something hey I just wondered are you struggling with your relationship with your dad and they'll be like oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my pretty makeup <laughs> and, um, yeah but he was also sharing about how he connected with somebody who um, was from a very different faith. I can't think if it was like Hindu or Muslim. It was some like very different culture, different faith. And he started talking about the things we have in common. And I went, oh, my gosh, that is beautiful. Um, you know, to, to share, you know, the, um, the awe of our creator and to share the, um, the love that we have for our family and the passion that we have to make a difference in the world. And I just went, oh, my gosh, this guy is incredible. But we all have that opportunity if we're still and loving people with the love of God. And I was just writing in my journal a few days ago about, you know, global conversations about, uh, you know, God and faith. And, um, and I wrote how, you know, we can typically fall into Christian patterns. And I said it doesn't amplify the love of God. And I was like, 
that's what it's about. It's about amplifying the love of God in a world that's so desperate for love and acceptance and empathy and compassion. So, yes, that's my thoughts on <laughs> <laughs> on John 2.20 at the you moment. Can... <laughs> <laughs> so there's... We are. We have all the answers inside us, and yeah. um, it does. It just takes someone to ask you a couple of questions, and you can be all frazzled and be like, "Oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on, and this is happening, and that's happening." But then, you know, someone just asks you a question, and you go, "Oh yeah, I can help myself with that." Yeah. And like I say, it doesn't doesn't mean yeah. you're going to go and do your own website, but if you're st- struggling in a situation, remember that you've got access to God who can help you with that, and you just might need some ask. I need to ask you some questions to get that out of you. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, because your creator has equipped you to do what you're called to do. And, yeah, like with the website, somebody else might do it, but you might go, that colour doesn't feel right. Yeah. And they go, okay, yeah, I was thinking, what about this? Oh, yeah. Huh. That works, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I hope that's, hope that's useful. <laughs> that's cool. And uh, mm. moving on from that, I'm like, that was so deep. I need to pull out and go back to my questions. <laughs> Where, I feel like I'm just sitting on the lounge. With I know. <laughs> Every time we talk, we have these incredibly deep conversations. So I hope um, your audience are feeling like you're sat on the couch having a cup of tea with us and we're just having, you know, a heart to heart. That's good. So where can our listeners find you? Oh, well, you know what? I'm on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook <laughs> and um, kerryflips.com. Um, but I would love to say, please connect with a personal note. Like, tell me, SJ sent you, um, SJ sent me or whatever. Um, because literally I get hundreds of random requests and sometimes because of your privacy settings, I can't tell if it's a legit page. Um, I don't know why someone's connecting with me. So just make it easy and say, hi, Kerry, heard you on this podcast. Um, and cause then I love to say, Hey, SJ, yeah. people have contacted me because of the podcast. So, um, but yeah, I think any social media interaction you do with somebody, um, send them a personal note. Don't wait for them to accept you and then say, hi, this is why I'm this connected. This is where I know you. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been lovely to interview you and um, looking forward um, to actually being in the same room as you face to face it's always good yes listeners if you're thinking about um coming to the conference we strongly encourage you yeah we just love to connect with you and help you kind of the whole conference theme kind of has been coming from community and how vital building relationships and community has been for us not just as in the membership but as a business as a whole once you kind of tap into community and how you interact with people and what literally talking to strangers can do for your business um it kind of opens up a whole nother world and um just for example when we were first founding um cwib i had a random message from a girl um who just felt to contact me and connect with me and then we had a conversation and now she is a business social coordinator and if she hadn't have made that random connection with me like we wouldn't be where we are today um, and we wouldn't have the business socials that we do around the world so that's just an example of how just connecting listening and um, just taking that first step and saying hey 
I'd like to connect with you, yada, yada, yada. It can just be so powerful and life-changing. <laughs> well, I hope yeah, you've enjoyed beautiful. this. Yeah, it literally is. It is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed listening yeah. to this podcast show. Carrie, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on. So welcome. Thank you. And we will catch you next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.